bad aunts with mas, Joe and T. We're the bad aunties, bad aunts. Hee hee, bad aunts. Bad aunts, hee hee, bad aunts. I'm here with Jane Bussigag, and we're in the play area of the Peabody Avenue Estate. Peabody Avenue Close. And there's lots of children having an excellent time in this really nice space, just all outside playing. Um, and Jane, if you could tell me a bit about yourself. Hi, my name's Jane Buttergig and I'm the um, co-founder manager of ETAP, which means Encouragement Through the Arts and Talking. Um, I've lived in Pimlico, Victoria. I'm the fifth generation and, uh, and I'm involved with lots of other things like festivals and things. But at the moment, um, ETAP means that isolated and lonely people of all ages can come and do art. It was um, inspired by Dr Mary Cattrall, who was um, who invented the oxygen mask. And when I met her, she was 90, and she believed that if you don't use your voice, you lose it. And us as human beings, we've got thumbs, and so we can be creative. And it, and so she asked us, me to be involved with her setting up this group, and we've now been going since 2011, and it's changed people's lives. We've got different people... Um, from age 97 down to 16. A 16-year-old has gone on to art class. We've seen seven people go back to work because they got, they felt lonely and fed up because they were either made redundant. Um, and we do arts. We've got the first sculpture in St James's Park. We stand at Tate Britain's opening of their, um, their stairwell. And um, it's changed people's lives. Bad aunt, auntie, auntie, we done Ethel's bed, it was an 83-year-old kleptomaniac, sex maniac, um, and her bed was made because elderly people make their beds. And then we did um, a Grace and Perry vase, and then we had Landy, which he does a, 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 he does a, a sculpture about a bin. So all the stuff I didn't like, I threw in the bin and said it was an, an installation. So, but we, we, we do an exhibition every year and it's getting bigger and bigger and uh, we do lots of amazing stuff. We've done a calendar. We've done a calendar. Oh, yeah. And it's all about, we work together whatever we want to do. That's the part of ETAP, but some of the people come from the estate and nearby, but we do big events on, on this estate and get people involved. And this year we had real reindeers and uh, we've had um, snow machines and... You name it. So it really is about what everybody wants and we don't see as age of, as a barrier. No. It isn't. Well, it is sometimes when I talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Thank you, Jay. Should we just go round this way? The birthday girl. Go on, it's you. My name's Jean Dixon. I've lived in Peabody Avenue for about... 47, 48 years. I moved from one block in W, that was over there, to a, the new block just here. And all these people that I've known for years and years, they've been in the avenue for years and years. Fantastic. Fantastic. Can't remember. That's it. Go on, Betty. Go on. Oh, I'm too shy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My name is Bessie McMillan, and I live in the avenue. I've lived here for 36 years, I think. I've always lived in Peabody's. I was born in Peabody's in Islington. And I'm the last in my family for over 100 years to still live in Peabody's. Wow. So all my family lived in Peabody's. Um, I'm retired now, but for 12 years I was a registrar for marriages and civil partnerships in Westminster. So I've done marriages in all the top hotels in Westminster. 
What was the best one? Well, <laughs> one of the best ones was for Coldplay, for Guy Berriman in Coldplay. And me and the registrar, because there's two registrars goes out, I wrote the certificate. Sorry, darling. Could you speak oh, sorry. Could you Normally people tell me to shut up. <laughs> I'm Doris Adams. Hi, Doris. And I'm 96 years old. I've lived in the avenue since I was about three. All different wow. flats I've had. And I worked in a newspaper office. And then I was a welder during the war. I used to make petrol cans. And that, that was quite interesting. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so. Is your health all right from eh? all the petrol? Is Sorry? your health all right from all the petrol? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah so I'm getting a lot now. <laughs> um, you do? Yeah. Oh, and I do a lot of knitting. Re- really enjoy knitting. And we've done some painting bits all up there. Yes, we've done all those. Oh, wow. We've done all sorts down here. Yeah. So. Fantastic, but, thank you, Doris. Yeah, I'm not a talker like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't normally say anything. <laughs> Come, Ruby. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> I can talk as well. Yeah. My name is Ruby. I was born in Peabody Avenue, moved away and came back. I've had, I'm one of ten children, which I'm very sorry for my poor mother, but um, I belong to the ETAP almost since it started, and that was in 2011. 2011. 2011. Was that not 12, was it? No, it was 2011. Was it? Yeah. 2011 we started, yeah. Yeah. and it's the most wonderful club, and I call them now my family, oh. and we have lovely days. Any excuse for a drink? Drink, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's only it's got to be somebody's birthday. Out comes the drink. I think Jane is great and she oh, looks after yeah. us. And I still think this is my family. Okay? Thank you. Yeah. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, my name's Margaret Hiscock. Um, I don't live on the avenue. I, I, I moved to Glastonbury House three years ago. I've been living in this area for, oh, I think, oh, I can't remember my elder daughter. <laughs> a long time. <laughs> yeah, a long time. Oh, over 30 years, anyway. But more like 40 years, I think. How long have you been part of ETAP for? Oh, um, I think I came about six or nine months after it started. I didn't go come to the very first one. But there wasn't very many people. It was just a handful, three or four, four, five. Mm -hmm. Six when I. Yes, there wasn't many. It's built up now. Yeah. Oh yes, a lot of people come now. (laughs) So you're up. My name's Margaret. I was born in Pay Street, and I've I've lived in Westminster all my life. I know. I met Jane when she was three days old. She lived underneath me in Pay Street, where she was born. I've looked after Jane at different times when she was a baby. But, as I say, I would never move away from London. I'm a Londoner. And as people know around this table, I'm a, I like a laugh and a joke. Not always good. Sometimes I'm naughty and they tell me <laughs> off. I said, but that's my, that's my life. 
I've got three children, but my life started off, I was left at 10 months old, and I was brought up at the Westminster Cathedral, which is the main Catholic church in, in London. Yeah. And, and I had a very, very good husband, and I married a very, very good husband, and he was very good to me. And I had three lovely children. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. And last but definitely not least. You know all about us. I've lived in every Peabody. Flats. Every? Everyone, because my father was a porter on the estate. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, and we, were, we moved every three years. Amazing. Lots of moving. Yeah. I've what been was to your favourite? Well, I don't know really, but I feel really happier here. I didn't, we didn't know that. We came up here during the war. It was so dark and miserable. And um, we moved all the way around, you know. Well, I was born in the old Westminster Hospital, opposite the Abbey. <laughs> Not, do you remember seeing it when you came out? <laughs> no, I, no, no. I, I know because uh, my mum told me a call. I was born within the sound of Westminster, the Big Bang Child and the Westminster Abbey Bell. Wow, that's amazing. Obviously a very special moment. Babby, Auntie, Auntie, A-U-N-T-B-A-T. I was the first telegram girl in South Kensington because they didn't employ me. Telegraph, a messenger girl, surely. Messenger, yes. you're called a mopper. Oh my goodness. And they decided that they'd start employing women. And I was 17 and I was the first telegram girl you were. And you went round and gave telegrams before you were born. You wouldn't know what they were. No, telegrams. No, yeah. I know what they are, but I've never received. No, they one. stopped. <laughs> so you, so you would get you if you were abroad, you'd send. Message. Always got lovely messages that you would have got loads when the weddings. Yeah, yeah. You still oh, in yeah, that? Yeah. And then when you when I became eighteen, I became the first postwoman in South Kensington because they didn't employ women. And how did people react? Well, I was one of uh, probably about a hundred, hundred men and me. Yeah, and did the only you do well? I did. <laughs> I got my husband from there. Did I've, you? Yeah. Oh, that's where you met Carl. Yeah, oh, he, wow. was, he, was a, he was a tele. Yeah, her Carl. <laughs> <laughs> he was a telegram boy, and I was a telegram girl. Oh wow! And then we became <laughs> we, we became um, messengers. And so, when people saw you coming up with the telegrams, they, they must be really surprised. Yeah, women. Yeah, they were. And how did yeah. they react? They they didn't. They they just. They just were like, they, I think their claim to fame was they've got the only post woman in the area. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I delivered telegrams to Ingrid Bergman, who was, <gasps> a, a, and I went in her house for tea. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like? And I delivered all Margaret Thatcher's telegrams when she <laughs> became prime minister. And then I was supposed to work in the Chelsea, Chelsea um, flower show. But because I wouldn't wear the uniform, because it itched. <laughs> they wouldn't let me do it and the reason I didn't wear the uniform when I was a telegram girl was because the guy that ran it all was an elderly guy I looked like his granddaughter and because mm. I was young he said oh you don't have to wear it so I wore t-shirts and jeans and a, and a jacket oh great yeah and the interesting thing one more thing the thing was what they did was they had an outing a yearly outing but I weren't allowed to go because <gasps> it was like well Jane it's all the men and it's all, and I said, but I, you know, and when I went in, I said, where's my restroom? Because I didn't have a restroom, because it was only me. 
Do you know what I mean? So you, it, it was equal opportunities, but it really wasn't. So, and, the, and it was so I led the path for all these women that moved on. Yeah. Oh, I think that gets around. And I got a husband out of it. Now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably went around. Must have been a founder member. Right, Mary Catterall. Yeah. 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 And she was very, very concerned about elderly people sitting at home looking at four portals. Yeah. And she put her lot of money into Peabody to start this group. Mm. And she started it with, a, in 2011, with a, I think, I'm not sure, but I, I was, when I first came, there was about five or six of us. And now it's grown and grown and grown. There's no such word as can't. But she was was fantastic, Mary Catterall. She died a few years ago, but she was very worried about elderly folk. And at that moment, I was going through a bad patch. She founded the Oxford Fund. She was a wonderful lady. Dr Mary Catterall founded the Oxygen Mask. When I met her, she was 90, that was in 2011, and this wasn't built. And I got made redundant from council, and because I lived on here, they said, would I run the hall? And this woman came with a yellow, like the builder's hat, and it was building, and she was going, we want the window there, the door there, and that there. And I thought, wow, she's a, obviously a you know, constructionist at 90. <laughs> and it turned out that she was giving money to have this group. And so she invented the oxygen mask. It's called the Mary Catrell mask, MC. She didn't, um, she didn't, she didn't um, paint in it because her husband got ill. So she didn't repaint in it, so she didn't own it. But uh, her mask is in, I think, Yorkshire Museum. And then she was the first woman in sexually transmitted diseases. She worked in there. And she was a pioneer for Neutron, which was if you've got no more hope in cancer, you went to her and it was a brick wall of about, I don't know, so many feet, say 60 feet wide and they just zapped you. And she really, really believed in it. So she was a pioneer in that. She was an amateur sculptor, but she never, ever sold anything. So when she died, she wasn't known. So if you go into the Royal College Hospital in the grounds, you'll see a big sculpture of a pensioner. If you go inside, you'll see a bronze sculpture of Margaret Thatcher. We're lucky we've got some of her sculptures. And um, and she died. And then she came here and believed in what she believed in. And she was a consultant in doctors and things. And then she came here. And because she was a strong woman, wasn't she? You, she yeah. would say, sit up straight and <coughs> don't do that. I said, I couldn't draw. Everyone can draw. Yeah. Yeah. She said, and I, 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 yeah, that was it. You've done it. Yeah. Yeah. You, she didn't have you sitting about, no, did she? No, and, uh, and the thing was, she, she, she started this group. And because she, she, she couldn't work with people, she ran me up one day and said, can you work for me? So, I said, so that's it. So I started working for her two days a week, got all these in. And um, the rest, they say, is history, isn't it? Mm. And we've she never. Was... The rest is history. We've never yeah, looked back. Yeah. Well, I have. I've been for counselling now. Notice our faces that we've done. Yeah, that. Can you, which one's yours? Well, can't you see? <laughs> How rude! Oh, gosh. How rude! Yeah, true. I need to get a. That was done by one per. Uh, you know. You, 
we passed the paper around and everybody wrote <laughs> something. Yeah. So it wasn't that was just, a, a cork. <laughs> you know, you, you put something on your paper, then you passed it to the next one. Oh, and you and built then, it up together. Yeah, so it's all different people. Mine is that hideous one there because they put a lip up the top and an eye down there and I was cross over it. So yeah. I, I thought I'll do it that colour. But Karen really likes it. Yeah, yeah. it's cool, yes. Well, it's going to be... It's going to be Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Heart Club band. It's going to be. Oh, it's going God. to take over that whole wall. So it's going to be the album. Yeah, the album. Yeah, yeah. Again. Mm-hmm. We're doing the album. You've done some lovely pictures in frames and things like yeah, that. That's yeah. 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 paper. Yeah. And all the bits that you see. And have you there. ever heard of something called quilling? Quilling. Quilling. That's, yeah, quilling. Quilling. That's what yeah. we've done up there. What's that? Quilling. Quilling. You fold yeah. that paper and design it. That's very yeah. good. We've wow. done some lovely pictures there, and they sell well. Do they? That's a take on Grace and Perry's vases. Yeah. That's good, isn't it? And then this is that's amazing. Mary at the top, Dr. Mary Catherine, yeah. in the right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, she you. round. Yeah. Oh, there am I, down there. <laughs> and we also <laughs> have Ben <laughs> company. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have a gentleman here. Yes. So the art, the the motto is all together or not at all. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's Dottie. This is Mary. That's her. Oh, shut! You're always moaning about. There's Dottie. Yeah. yeah, and we've we've seen seven people go back to work who have come through depressed, yeah. lost their job, isolated, and then just oh, none on. That's me. Because we have, wheel, we have wheelchair users, we've got self-harmers, we've got schizophrenic, we've got people who are just lonely, we've got people who are not lonely and just need to get, and, and it's changed everybody's life. So, and, and we sing, we dance, we party, we drink too much. <laughs> so we've had to stop that. Yeah. I said one week, we're not having any drink. Okay, we're going to have a celebration, but we're not going to have any drink. We'll just do tea and tea. They came in with, we just need one bottle of <laughs> and, and we had a Jehovah's Witness who didn't drink dinner. Anyway, she ended up coming to the Christmas party drinking and went and became a Catholic. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> we're just going to ask um, a couple of really quick questions. If you feel like jumping and having a chat, that's totally fine. If not, don't worry. Okay. Um, also, I didn't quite realise how amazing the work that you guys do here. This is just incredible. Um, in terms of, like, you're a group of women of a certain age. Do you feel like when you turn on the television that you are represented? No. No. Well, you wonder, you're 96. Not on <laughs> <laughs> they don't give They don't give acting right now. To me, and I think to both of us, yeah. it seems like quite a strange thing, because actually we've got an ageing population, and mm. most people are getting older, but that's not something that we see on screens. I wonder if you guys have anything that you'd like to say or anything that you think about that. When I was 65, I had a lovely job at school. Because I was 65, I was told that they didn't want me anymore. But... I did that only a part, little time, a few hours a week, which yeah. I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. But they mm-hmm. said no. And yeah, I worked on till I was yeah, much yeah. older. Yeah. Another thing I think about television adverts: the girls get on my nerves with their wonderful hair, <laughs> and they're so pretty and beautiful. 
And they only tell you that you can buy some of their shampoo. It's absolute rubbish. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is, because they get their beautiful hair, it's flowing, and, and they don't need all the shampoos and all this stuff for them to stop the ageing. Don't you think a lot of them are wigs, though? My take is that, that it's changed in the in the cinemas and things. You know, like the oh, what's her name? You've got the Judy Dench, you've got um Maggie Smith, you've got all the old Julie Waters oh, yes. and all them. Yeah, they're yeah, all, they are. But they're all getting quite big parts at the moment. Yeah, aren't they are. They? Yeah. yeah. So they should because they're brilliant and actresses. Yeah. Meryl Streep, like she's like bigger than she's yeah. done then. Yeah. She's aging. Yeah. But on telly, I don't think they do. I think mm. you're right though. I don't think you do. You don't have the. Can't. I mean, Vera. That's oldish. Even in adverts. Yeah. There's no old like. Old oh yeah, there's no people. Oh no, no, no. Oh, I don't know, there's that one with the elderly women. Scooter. The she goes along on a scooter. She's advertising, isn't she? What about the one where she says, I've got a boyfriend? Yeah, and he's oh, at yeah. the golf club. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. But he goes sleeping. Oh, yeah. He doesn't sleep with me. Mm-hmm. I think, oh, no, not enough. Bad auntie, auntie, A-U-N-T, B-A-T. We also wanted to ask you a little bit about the ageing process, <laughs> like surprises, things you found pleasant um, and things you found, I mean, you don't have to talk about the unpleasant things, but like, yeah, things that have been surprising for you. That's her mum. Who would like, yeah. yeah. She opens her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you get that one, because of your mum. What, what? As old slim in their first. Yeah, but what? Did you hear that then? Yeah, so. You're getting older, what are you saying? Exactly. And what have you enjoyed or not enjoyed about that not process? No, I didn't enjoy that. Mind you, I was bloody glad when they went. <laughs> and I was I was glad when the period finished. That was great. <laughs> that was brilliant. So Absolutely. Yeah. Saved your money and all. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, no, I mean, well, these it's... drops. It's just advertising. Yeah. Because I'm always active, I'm always, I mean, most places I walk. As long as, like, all these ladies, if they still did have this club and they were still in their home, they wouldn't be. As sprightly as they are, they wouldn't do the painting. No, no. It's give you an, a lease of life, hasn't it, really, yeah. this yeah, club? Years ago, I mean, when you was about 40 or 50, you were old, weren't you? Really, oh, gotcha. really old, yeah. I mean, years ago. You'd have years been stuck ago. in your home and yeah. Yeah. wouldn't yeah. have people to talk to here. You've got company, you've got someone to talk yeah. to. Yeah. It's really long and... Long and not Longend. What's the word? Lengthened. It's lengthened your life. Longend's better. I like Longend. I like Longend. It's Longend. Your memory goes and you can't articulate. She likes not lengthened a time, it's Longend a time. So your memory goes, you can't articulate. You all knew what I meant. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm always on the go. I look after my grandchildren. I do cleaning. 
you still I walk drive. up the stairs. I don't yeah. use lifts. Yeah. I don't like lifts. I go up the stairs, up and down. You still party? Yeah. I still party if I can. <laughs> my grandchild and my daughter's. Oh, then my daughter. That's one of my grandchildren. I've got nine of each. I've got nine grandchildren and nine great grandchildren. Wow. <laughs> That's a big job. Oh my gosh. I've got one more to go. She hasn't got any yet. That's incredible. I've got nine grandchildren. Yeah. My mum was the youngest of 15. Um, so what else do you want to know? Ask us specific questions. Yeah. Do, when do you stop? Actually, um, that's really interesting if anyone wants to answer that. But also what we'd like to ask is, you all come from these really tight-knit communities. And I think in London especially, a lot of that has changed over the last 30 to 40 years. Like, how has, what has your experience of that been like? And do you feel lucky that I you guys... I think we're play? lucky because we live in Peabody's. Oh, yeah. So it encourages kids to come out and play. If you live in a the street, them kids go straight in their house. They come home from school, they go in their Thank house. Thank you. They don't interact more with children after school. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think Peabody's are really good. You go in most Peabody's now, and they've got playgrounds, mm -hmm. which encourages the kids to play out, which is so much better than the kid coming home from school, going on a tablet. Mm -hmm. Whereas a lot of areas, I don't think they, the kids get that. And they don't know how to mix properly, do they? Could you talk a bit more about that? No, well, I think it's the, I think it's the parents' fault for that. <laughs> because the children, in, they're in school from what? Some are quarter to eight or quarter to nine to half past three, quarter to four. When they come home, now they're with them all day long, yes. aren't they? Except for weekends. When they come home, they don't let them come down and mix. So I blame the parents for not letting them come down and mix with them. Some let them, but not all. We notice it on our estate. Yeah, but a lot of it we is do the, try the computers, isn't it? And not oh, yeah, the the it's just the any well, yard with all their friends, you would, because yeah, but times because your children would want to come out and mix with their friends. You've got no choice. Yeah, yeah they need to. Dotty, you've got no choice. Yeah. Yeah. When, when we grew up, yeah. when I grew up, I understand. It's not like, safe now. When when you have children, it's not safe. They'll agree with me. Explaining it. I, I come from up the road and, and move, I know Margaret because we all grew up together, yeah? When you got given your flat in Tatford, which was up the end of the road, I'm not sure if it was the same in Peabody here, but probably was. No, it wasn't actually because it wasn't Peabody then. When they give you a flat in... I was two, so that's what, 30, 50, whatever, 50... Well, anyway, you signed an agreement that your the children were not allowed... Are in the playground between, I think it was uh, two and four or one and three, you had to all go home for dinner and you all had to sit round on a Sunday for dinner. You weren't allowed out in the playground. Where's that for? Yeah, yeah. Well, and you signed an agreement on that because we always wonder why everybody went home for dinner. And when we looked at the, the wow, agreement, so you didn't have a dinner. well, it was tough. You went to my house. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? And then at nine o'clock, you had to be off the estate and they had oh, porters yeah, that yeah, got you off. So there was a... In or, in or out, wasn't it? In yeah. Or out. So it's all changed. We actually have this day. Do you know what I mean? You, there were rules that you... In social housing, there was rules. Mm -hmm. And then if you didn't have them rules, they get got rid of you. So you'd get free warnings and you'd be gone. 
But now, I don't. I think we've got a society now that's scared to say anything. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're scared yeah. to upset anyone, yeah. anything. Yeah. You can't. We're not allowed dogs on this estate. Everybody's got a dog. They haven't implemented it. Do you know what I mean? Years ago, so people were chopped off the estate if they had a dog. They were chopped off. When My friends lost yeah. their flats because they got a dog, and they said, "If you don't get rid of the dog, you've got to go." To tell them. Yeah. So it's all that, and I think the different. <laughs> and, and we have we have residence associations, and we have committees, and you've got different cultures that have come from different countries. And if you say come on a residence association, they might want to, but they don't know what a residence association is. So they go, no one's interested. Yes, they are, but you've got to explain to them to say, you know, I mean, at the moment we're just all sitting around all white women. But we've got different people. We've got Filipinos and, um, and Edna and all of them come, but they haven't come today. But it is hard. I find it, when you get a social house or a flat here, I think that people have got a... They, they've got a you know, they, they have to knock on the door and say, you know, how are you getting on? Come and meet the neighbours, come and this. Some people don't want it. If you're being put, you get put. You don't get, you get put. Social housing people get put. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you get put, you get, you get a choice. There's your flat. If you don't take it, then we can't offer you no more. So you are actually put places. And I think it's a responsibility of the, the housing people to come and, and involve you and meet people because you don't want to if you don't know anyone. Which we do here because we have days like Christmas. We have that open day. We go on Beano's. And they don't know what a beano is. It's a coach trip. It's a coach. Everyone gets together. They go on the coach trip and they go to the seaside. And you can all split up and do different things, or you can go to the beach or whatever. And you drink and have a good old. But it's men and women. It's not mixed. It's a women's beano and a men's. It was lovely. It was good. Yeah, you don't mix. Like Helen Stark. Yeah, yeah, And when they used to do it in the old days, as women went. Yes. What about you two? You get off to everybody. Bailey's off, Bailey's off. Whoever sees this, they off to you. Oh, sorry. What were you going to say? I'm saying, before they done all the blocks, you could go up the stairs, in through a laundry, and down the other side. Well, I was very small, I was with other people. We kept running up, going through. In the end, I suppose they must have got fed up. I don't know who it, whether it was a man or a woman. When we got up the top, there was somebody there with a sheet over, like that. Well, I, I, how I got down those 14 steps, I don't know. <laughs> 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 oh, never went up again, though, did you? No, no. Oh. You, you've got... In the war, yeah, she was a welder. Yeah. Did she tell you that? Yeah. yeah. She was under MI5. She was secret agent. Yeah. <laughs> what? You were a secret agent? Yeah. I worked at the Admiralty and I was on yeah, no, secret work. I might go. Yeah. Oh I had to sign the official secrets act. I was only yeah. 16. But you were in that building, though, weren't you? The one that's been covered in green. Yes. <gasps> That, yeah. You know that's technically a ship, that building. Yeah. That's where she worked. Oh, with oh, HMS. Wow, okay. Amazing. 16 years old, and I was doing 12, 12 hours, hours on, on 25. 25. Oh, wow. So, oh, wow. so oh, you did a 12 hour day, then you slept a little while the next day, then you went on all night, oh, and then you slept again. And then in the afternoon, before we went to work, we used to go dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, it was, yeah. I was yeah, 16 when I started work there. I was out of work when I was 14. Yeah, I was at school on the Friday and went on the 
Yeah. 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 Like Nanny Mary Ann, which is Jane's nan, mm. we all helped each other. I done a bit of her shopping and bits and pieces. But my mum and three other ladies used to lay the bodies out and what what they had them in the bedroom or in the front room. And my job was to peel three big onions and you put them Three saucers, one at the feet, one in the middle, and one at the head. The fumes of the body lay a week. The oh. fumes of onions would take the, fume, the smell of the body away. Oh, God. And also, I didn't know what confinement meant. <laughs> I, confinement means someone's had a baby, I know now. But my mum used to say to me, and another used lady, Mrs Heard, they used to have very, very hot, lacy things with bonnets. And my mum, or Mrs Erd, would say, take this to so-and-so, she's been confined. And I'd take it up to Mrs Ward or Mrs Flitton or somebody, because she'd just had a baby. But what I didn't realise till I got older, when you laid them out in, the, in their homes, they had them same clothes on, what someone had had a week before being confined. They'd washed them and put it on them. But when they went out, when they went out and, uh, you know, the funeral people come to collect them, they took them off of them and they just put a sheet over them on top of them. Yeah. And also, if they were Catholics, in their bedroom or front room, be a sheet hanging down on the wall with black crosses sewed on them. So mum would always save them. If they were Catholic, she'd take them up and they'd pin them on, onto the wall because they were Catholics. I'd have to go round the cathedral, not only me, other children, of the, Mrs Erd's children, would have to go round the cathedral and we'd loan candles, sticks, and the candles. And the priest would come three, three times a week to keep looking and doing something to the body. Oh, yeah. yeah, that and is was, true. And there was a bloke that got laid out in that place. Where, was, I think it was a bloke, yeah, in the basement. Yeah. And he was frightened because he didn't want to be um, cremated. They laid him out downstairs and everything and had candles. The wind blew the curtains, the curtains caught fire, everyone ran and he was cremated. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, in the flood. Yeah, my mum and dad were no, in pastry. In pastry. of being cremated, they're all chat, 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 and in the other room he's laid out and they reckon that the wind blew, mm. caught the curtains, and up he went. <laughs> I don't know, thing. Oh, no. 
Well, we, we think we've got loads of material. Like, thank you so much. But not what you came for. No, no, no. Actually, exactly what we came for and more. Like, yeah. you guys have so many like, crazy experiences. I'll tell you one story. Be, before we do, it would be really nice. Uh, no, not in my life, and I'm grateful for it. Like, this is amazing. Grateful for not Oh, no, grateful for coming here. So, what we'd love to do is um, sing happy birthday. Oh. Oh. No. No, 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 no. Oh. Properly. Okay. Yeah. Pass that over. How do you do it properly? All together or not at all? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. No, you haven't. No, one second. They Please. sing as well in their group. They do sing. They do sing. <laughs> we have. Yeah. We have singers. Where's she going? She's going to get some music. Have you heard? When the Thames overflowed, my mum lived in Main Street, and the Thames were in little houses in them days. No, there was a, a man called Jim that's going to be buried. Where the, where the houses got flooded, he come floated down Vincent Street in the coffin. That is the truth. Because they were so flooded out in Pay Street and Vincent Street. And if you put your hands together, oh no. Oh, the wine. So, Margaret is, is, about, is about to play. I can't play for yeah. <laughs> toffee now. Oh, yeah? Hang on, you've got nothing wrong with that. No, you don't. I can't kill him together and blow. Hang <laughs> <laughs> on. Come on, hang mm. on. You had a heart attack doing it last time, didn't you? <laughs> I did. You sat, <laughs> I had a stroke <laughs> she, in she here. She saved me. That is true. I had a stroke in here. No, she did. <laughs> and that's not a fart. <laughs> that's it. That's the key we're singing in. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Bad on tea, bad on tea, bad on tea.